the African Storyteller podcast showcases the storytellers behind Africa's leading broadcast productions. From film and TV to sports and the arts, join us as we go behind the scenes to tell the stories of these content creators. Once Upon a Time is how many of our favorite childhood stories begin. Once upon a time, there was a young girl, actually nine young girls, and 11 young boys born in different parts of East Africa, into different families, on different days, growing up in different households with different traditions. But one thing all of them had in common was a dream that went far beyond their circumstances. Over the years, these 20 individuals heard, watched, and witnessed many different stories which inadvertently spurred them on in their own dreams to tell their stories to the world. Now, regardless of how a story begins or who the leading characters are, a key ingredient to any successful story is the journey the hero or heroine undergoes to get to their so-called happily ever after. It's early 2018 and the 20 girls and boys have all grown up and are all aspiring young filmmakers. For some, the filmmaking future looks promising. For others, it's a hard hustle from one thing to the next. But on October 7th of that year, they each landed a leading role in a new story. A story never before seen in their part of the world. The story of a film training program that would change the course of their lives in a big way. The multi-choice talent factory East Africa Academy. We tracked the hero journeys of a few of these aspiring storytellers to find out how this training program impacted the course of their own stories, as well as those of the families and communities around them. This episode of African Storyteller is A Good Story is a Terrible Thing to Waste. I think I was born, I think I was born a storyteller. I just didn't know my way around visually telling the stories. Because I remember by then in my high school, it was the Nigerian movies that were rocking and we watched lots of them. But I usually sat down my family in the evening, mostly when power has been, you know, cut off and we don't have, you know, TV to watch. And I would sit them down and narrate the whole movie to them and they were listening so attentively. In some way, I think they supported me to, you know, push, push me to go further. There's an idiom that says, necessity is the mother of all invention. Some people prefer to say, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. For Sisi Nalumansi of Uganda, growing up with regular power outages set the perfect lemonade stand for honing her craft as an oral storyteller. Unbeknown to Sisi, about a 20-hour drive east of the Kenyan border, the young Tekla Joan grew up equally captivated by a storyteller in her own home. Basically, I grew up in a small village in Western Kenya called Mwari. And growing up, watching Nigerian movies, especially Black Blood Sisters, inspired me to be an actor. But then I realized that listening to my grandma's stories, I actually listened to more of her stories than I watched movies. And I really wanted to share her stories with the world. That's why I chose writing. Ethiopia, Kenya, 
Uganda and Tanzania are four of the many territories that make up East Africa. Though these countries are diverse in climate, geography, language and cultural traditions, there's one thing that captivates young and old across this region. Stories. Listening to them, reading them, telling them, wishing your life looked more like someone else's story than your own. As a young boy, Hilary Hilax Lanogwa dreamt about going abroad, perhaps attending a prestigious university where he could pursue his passion for film. Like Tekla Joan, he was also from Kenya, but his story starts on a somewhat different note. I was born in Kibera, Kibera in Nairobi, Kenya. Kibera is like the biggest slum in Kenya, but among the biggest slum in Africa. Life wasn't easy. We were surviving. My father wasn't employed. My father is a welder. My mother is a housewife. So we were just trying to survive in Nairobi. But life became harder in 2006 when we moved to Vega County. See, there wasn't school fees. School fees wasn't. There was no school fees around. My father was still struggling. He was still not employed. So I decided to choose what I love. That was Phil. When you're growing up in a family that's struggling financially, deciding to do what you like instead of doing what brings in money fast takes courage. While Hilax and his family were facing their challenges, a bit further south from Kenya, a young girl born in Tanzania was navigating a different kind of hustle. Unlike other kids who had lots of friends throughout their childhood, a young Jane Moshi had developed a different kind of friendship. Growing up, TV was my best friend. And the reason I say that is because growing up, we traveled quite a bit. My parents were UN volunteers, meaning every couple of years we were in some new place and I had to make new friends. I had to learn, you know, a new way of, you know, existing and things like that. So for me, it got to a point where it was just so overwhelming that I began to withdraw because I never knew when we were going to leave. Um, so I, with, I withdrew from society and the only consistent thing uh, was TV, of course, in my family. Um, and so, you know, your favorite show is your favorite show regardless of whether or not you move countries. As long as you have access to that channel, <laughs> um, there's some bit of comfort and some bit of home in that. So for me, TV has always been like a huge part of my life and um, Growing up, I always, I always knew that I was going to do something in TV. I didn't know what. The opening of the Western Nigeria television service was a great occasion, not only because it was the first of its kind in the whole of Africa. Television sets made their first appearance in Africa by the 1930s. To quote Elizabeth Ofusuwa Johnson of Face to Face Africa, they belonged mostly to colonial authorities who found ways and means to be able to catch transmission of specific Western stations. By the late 1950s, many African countries, after gaining independence, were able to set up their TV stations. In just over five decades, television has reshaped the African story at an astounding rate. 
The film industry in East Africa has come a long way since then. Initiatives in Kenya encourage schoolchildren as young as eight or nine to make films. Bongo movies have played a significant role in growing the Tanzanian film industry, and Uganda's Yugawood has been growing steadily. But a number of factors stand in the way of an upward growth curve. Filmmakers in the region cite a lack of access to funding, a shortage of the right technology and quality equipment, piracy, not enough support from government, and a serious lack of skills and training as a few of the limiting factors. To address the skills and training gap, MultiChoice launched the MultiChoice Talent Factory, a shared value initiative that provides a platform for the creative industries to develop their talent and engage with one another. The MTF Academy is a 12-month accredited training program combining film studies with workplace experience within local production houses. It offers 60 young, emerging filmmakers from across the continent an opportunity to grow in television production through accredited skills development. Launched in 2018, the academies are based in three regions, Kenya representing East Africa, Nigeria for West Africa, and Zambia representing Southern Africa. Njoki Muhoho, an established Kenyan filmmaker, recalls the day she stepped into her role as director of the East Africa MTF Academy. Make some more noise! <laughs> On the 5th of October, literally six days to my 55th birthday, I slowed down there so you know my age, um, I'm proud of every minute of it, I sat in the residence, students' residence, waiting for the students to arrive from the airport and the collection point from Nairobi. And they came in and we chatted for about two, three hours. Then I left them to settle into their rooms. Because for those who don't know, we accommodate them, we provide them transport, we provide them a stipend. They have no reason for not being as good as you have just seen here. So, I sat there and then after that, I went home. And the following morning, I realized I'd earned a new name. I had 20 people, there was a career woman, and the following day, I had 20 kids calling me mom. Talk of instant parenthood and motherhood on steroids. <laughs> this has been a practical 12-month total immersion, total immersion film boot camp. I like to call it a, boot a film boot camp. Trainers from as far as Hollywood, Bollywood, Nollywood have shared their tricks of the trade with our students. A year-long film boot camp is by no means a walk in the park or a walk in the forest, says Api Matere, one of the senior facilitators and a consulting producer who closely mentored the students on their productions at the academy. The students produced two films over this period and Matere witnessed the highs and lows of these productions firsthand. The most challenging thing about working with students was, first of all, it's a new generation. It's a new generation of crew members who, first of all, students, they, we call them the millennials. 
They want to achieve everything now. They don't want to take the process, they're impatient, they want to have all the toys, and they're saying if I don't have this particular camera or don't have this toy, there's no way I'm going to make the film. So first is now really to bring them down to realities of what we're working with. Uh, again, the budget, uh, we were working with a tiny budget, which is good, it's good to actually start off small. Uh, in one particular film, they wanted to go to one forest. Uh, it's called Kereta Forest, yeah? First of all, it was July, it was our winter time, and there's no way they were seeing how they're going to shoot in a different forest. It takes literally an hour walking to go to the waterfall from where the cars drop you. Um, so we had to start calculating. Imagine if you arrive on location, it has to take you a, while, a one hour to walk with your equipment, which means it will take you one and a half hours, with your cast, with the weather, I mean, then set up, which is going to take you how long? going to take you another two hours. So which means you'll have one shot for the day and then you have to start walking back. And now for us to agree on those realities and for me to convince them they can do it in a different forest, uh, it took us like almost a week, but eventually they agreed and they listened. <laughs> Imagine the biceps one could build after carrying camera equipment, light stands or a dolly on daily hikes. Tricky forest shoots and learning to create magic within a tight budget aside, the inaugural class of Multi-Choice Talent Factory 2018 showed their mettle and successfully graduated in August 2019. And they've been given an opportunity few filmmakers receive at a young age. The class of 2019 East Africa Academy has produced two films, which were screened on the 7th of August at Nairobi Cinema and are currently showing on Showmax and Mnet local channels. Two of the films to come out of this academy are Promises and Insulo. Promises is a heart-wrenching drama. After the death of his wife during childbirth, a Boda Boda driver struggles to raise his newborn baby and older son in an effort to honor his promise to his wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no parent should ever have to bury their child. Yaman, your family members only. When you come back to Kakao Saidizi, you will leave. I'm going to go to the house and I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. Madam Veronica, I'm going to go to the station and I'm going to complain that you're not fit to be a parent. I'm going to go to the house, but I promise that I'm going to go to the house. Ensulo follows the life of Princess Zuri, living in Ensuloland, a kingdom that chooses traditional ways to the technology outside the kingdom. After the sudden illness of the king, Zuri is crowned queen to lead the kingdom until the king recovers. I read an article 15 years ago. A place with a never-ending supply of water. You elders. Give that to me. Respect is present you. Things are not as we planned. <laughs> They're better. The Academy has given the students even more than advanced technical skills and mentorship from seasoned professionals. Karanjang Gendo of Kenya, who directed Promises, and co-director Casey Lugada of Uganda, are both grateful for the social capital they received from MTF. Uh, 
I'm taking a lot of things, but more than the fact that I am a better filmmaker now, I'm going home with more family. I have 19 other people that I can rely on and call uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, so when, uh, they are across Africa, meaning I have connections. If I ever go to Uganda, if I ever go to Dhopi, if I ever go to Tanzania, I have people I can rely on and they are good at what they do. Um, I think for me the biggest takeaway is definitely the fellow students that I've met at the academy, um, especially the 60 of us combined. Um, I feel like having a forum where we can all you know, connect and interact with each other and work with each other is really, aside from all the skills and exposure that we've had, uh, one of the major takeaways for me. If there's one thing that can fast-track learning opportunities on the African continent, it's the backing of established learning institutions. The partnership with Kenyatta University, ranked amongst the top African universities in the performing arts, was crucial to the success of the academy. Professor Paul Wainaina, Vice-Chancellor of Kenyatta University, believes the academy has given the students the best of both worlds. Sound academic rigor, backed by valuable practical learning. For the multi-choice talent factory program underscores our belief that education fuels the innovation and entrepreneurship need to address the common challenges of our times and is the bridge to build stronger people-to-people -people relationship between different regions and countries. We want to thank Motchoice for giving us an opportunity to implement what our government wants. We in Africa are 1.3 billion, and you guys are going to be the ones that are going to sell our story to everybody else. We're signing deals on tea that we're exporting. We're signing deals on coffee. I want us to sign deals on film. Film is going to be able to create, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs in a very, very short time. I assure you from the government of Kenya, we will continue to support 100% this sector and ensure that you're able to work together. But more importantly for the copyright board, they will ensure that your work is copyrighted so that whatever talent you have, it is protected. And that is one of the key things as government we want to ensure happens so that we can be able to create the jobs that we need be able to ensure that the talent that you have is going to also help us in transforming our culture and ensuring that our stories as Africa are told. That's ICT Minister Honorable Joe Mucheru addressing the students at the MTF East Africa graduation, saying exactly what filmmakers have been crying out for, greater support from government. Others who've put their hands up to offer formal ongoing support are Timothy Owase, CEO of Kenya Film Commission, and Dr. Naeem Bilal, KBC Managing Director. Africa must not rely on the rest of the world for content, but we should sell our stories to the rest of the world, as well as be contributors to the global film industry. As I conclude, I invite all of you here today to take advantage of Kenya Film Commission facilitative role Hence, welcome you to engage us and make use of available resources in our quest or in your quest to create content. We challenge you 
to go beyond the desire for formal employment and create employment for yourselves and others. We want you to conceive, develop, and crystallize film and television production ideas. Approach us, and we shall help you as KBC to actualize those ideas. You, you realize and accept that the production cost in these initiatives is normally very high. We have invested very uh, heavily, courtesy of the government, and we say we have got appreciable capacity so far to be able to, uh, uh, to assist you. We all know the saying that it takes a village to raise a child. What we may not have realized is that it takes a country to raise a film industry. The partnership between all the MTF stakeholders is a great example of how together we can achieve more. Multi-Choice Tanzania Corporate Affairs Manager Johnson Mshana and MTF Board Member John Karanja are all for that collaboration. Uh, this we believe that will uh, change the film industry in Tanzania because we are getting people with more knowledge. Uh, so for us it's something big and we hope uh, going forward we have more and more students coming and uh, eventually revolutionize the film industry in Tanzania. Actually, the, be the, the best way to describe it is to, to look at how the world is evolving. So we look at the best practices globally, and also we see how we can be able to incorporate it so that you can be able to tell the best African story possible. And after a year of film boot camp, are the graduates now able to tell the best African story possible? Maharaja Chande, multi-choice director for the Northern Region, and MTF board member Victoria Goro offer their thoughts. Have a very rich creative industry in Africa, but the economic potential of this industry is untapped. We believe through this process, as Njoki said, the students have been going through not only filmmaking, script writing, cinematography, but also how to commercialize their work which at the end of the day will add to the economy of the country, pay tax, and make a more prosperous nation uh, in Africa. But the second challenge is lack of infrastructure and capacity to control or to tell our own story as Africa. That has been told time and again. I remember when Akon was here, I also said the problem for Africa is because we don't talk about our stories. So I think multi-choice talent factory, we as multi-choice, believe this is a platform that will start to populate people who can take control and tell our African uh, story. For me, I will say one thing, they are ready for the market. There is very little upskilling that you will have to do with these young men and women. They have a lot of gusto, they have a lot of energy, they have a lot of passion to tell the African story. What they require is the many opportunities that are available on this continent to make the African story the ultimate. Through their experience on the MTF Academy, all of the students are well set towards their filmmaking happily ever afters. And Hilex Lanogwa, Jane Moshi, and Sisi Nalumsi are on their way to becoming the ultimate African story. At graduation, these three were amongst the winners of a few unexpected awards. Jane is packing her bags to go on a two-week Bollywood production internship. Sissy, the young girl who narrated Nigerian stories to her family when the lights went out, 
was awarded a three-week scriptwriting internship on an Africa Magic series. And the winner is... Nyavo Sisi Namlasi from Uganda! When I was packing my bags to come, I, in my heart, I had this itching feeling that I was going to Nigeria. <laughs> and then they kept on telling me, but you're going to Kenya. And I was like, maybe I kept believing that I was going to somehow end up in Nigeria. And then I froze. Really, I did. I didn't even know what to expect, you know. Because I've always wanted to go to Nigeria. <laughs> because, you know, growing up and, you know, watching Nigerian movies and wanting to meet these people that make these amazing movies, trying to understand how they do the films. It's been on my bucket list and this is me going and I'm just glad that I've seen this day happen and, you know, pass by. And the young boy Hilax, who had to hustle his way through life and school, is seeing his parents sacrifice and his own hard work pay off in an unexpected way. The MTF Initiative partnered with the world-renowned New York Film Academy College of Visual and Performing Arts. Every year, one high-performing graduate from each of the three hubs receives a scholarship to NIFA. At the 2018 graduation, that High Performer Award went to Hilax. Talk about a dream realized for a boy whose story began in the slums of Nairobi. I was happy, overwhelmed. It is still sinking because that has been my dream since I joined my college the first year that I would love to study in Hollywood, the biggest school or rather the best school for film. God works in miraculous ways. And I believe to anyone, don't follow your dream, chase your dream. And for you to fit in, you must stand out. 20 different lives, 20 different stories, connected through one academy. The East African film industry is set for a shakeup. So why only 20 lucky students, you're wondering? Isn't that enough to create the changes we want in our industry? You are asking yourself, I'm sure. Think about key changes that have happened in the world over the centuries. Go back to introduction of religions or introduction of anything in this, in this world. They were started off by an individual or a small group of people. I'd like to quote Margaret Mead, an American anthropologist who said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it is the only way that ever has. So 20 is enough. Basically, choosing filmmaking, it wasn't just about sharing my grandma's stories with the world, but it was also because I came like from a poor family and back in the village, there's nothing really to do with filmmaking. And I really wanted to show those kids with dreams, but they there seems like to be no future that dreams are valid no matter where you come from so that's why i chose filmmaking just to be an example to them that one day somebody can come out there like me and share their stories with the world
thank you for listening to this episode of the African Storyteller Podcast. To listen to more episodes, check us out on Iono FM, iTunes, Spotify, and multichoicetalentfactory.com. This episode is sponsored by MultiChoice, Africa's leading entertainment company, enriching lives.